0: The virus that has spread globally. The judge issued a temporary restraining order and scheduled a hearing for Monday. Ron DeRockster reporting.
2: Pete Buttigieg's campaign is raising questions about the results of Nevada's caucuses and asking the state Democratic Party to address more than 200 reports of problems allocating votes on Saturday. It was a big win for Bernie Sanders and he appears to be the front runner now heading into the next primary in South Carolina. This is SRN News.
3: We recently launched
4: a daily newsletter. It's called the Daybreak Insider, and you'll get a rapid-fire look at the day's news from a conservative viewpoint. So make sure you subscribe right now at am1280thepatriot.com and use the keyword subscribe. Just past 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We've got sunny skies today. We'll reach a high of 45. And we got our one Brad Carlson show of the Narn starting right now on The Patriot.
0: Live and local from the AM-1280, The Patriot Studios in Egan, here
3: is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM-1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call to 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in on this absolutely glorious uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's. Uh, I went for my first outdoor run of 2020 yesterday. And uh, it was invigorating. I loved it. Any chance I uh, I can to uh, run outside? Now my my rule is, if it's above zero but no wind, I will I will run outside. Hmm. So yesterday it was thirty nine and sunny and very slight breeze. So as I was like, ah, okay, I'll, I'll do it. It was it was tough. I, I'm not I'm not not gonna lie. Uh, my I. I ran a little more than a ten minute mile and usually it's between nine and a half to ten minutes. Oh come on, Brad. So uh but my first outdoor run, so I'll I'll, I'll get back into it. I'm playing in I'm playing in an over fifty baseball league this summer. Nice. So I really need to get yeah, going. No.
4: I want to join Ooh. a softball league this summer too or something like that. I'm gonna yeah. ask my buddies if they want to do that. But I give you credit because even if the temperature was between zero and a hundred degrees. I still would not be running outside. Yeah. It's, i got to give you credit.
3: Yeah. Well, it uh, I you know I usually run on the treadmill. I, I, I keep running during the winter. It's just mm-hmm. t- treadmills just not the same. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. I don't like so, treadmills. They're hard on my knees, and I've had knee surgery. I like the elliptical. Oh, well, that I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's perfectly understandable. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess my point in saying all this is a glorious weekend. So if uh, you're listening this via podcast, I can't blame you for not tuning in live because, uh, you know, you, you Anytime it gets above forty degrees and sunny, first time for the year, you want to get outside. I have a neighbor. Um, I don't think he listens, um, but if he does, sorry, man, for calling you out. Uh-oh. But uh, the Millis, any day it gives a gets above thirty-two degrees, and it's not snowing or anything. His car is in the he's washing his car. Nice, honest to God, it's 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 the most bizarre <laughs> thing I've seen. There are some days he have the the wool hat on. Big winter coat, gloves, but he's washing his car because it's above thirty-two degrees. Yeah, it, some, it,
4: those car washes can be expensive sometimes. You do the deluxe, and then you do the extra well, shine and it
3: adds up. That's an excellent point. Uh, I've often said, as you know, my I I tell my wife often that we that we totally goofed up. We we bought the house we bought a house on the wrong side of the street. <laughs> well, number one, we have a we are we have a north facing driveway, so the snow doesn't melt off as readily as say a ah, south facing okay. driveway. So that's mm-hmm. one instance, but. This neighbor I alluded to, and plus there was another neighbor a few doors down from him that was obsessed with never having a snowflake on his driveway and literally mowed his lawn every other day. Interesting. And I said to my wife, I said, you know what? If we'd have played this better, we'd have bought the house between them. And just left our dirty cars in the driveway <laughs> and never mowed our lawn or plowed our driveway because they would get so sick of watching it that oh they would boy. probably just take it on themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah,
4: maybe, maybe. So, wait, he would just, like,
3: literally wait for, the like, a snowflake to fall and then he'd be on it? Well, it's a, 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 that's an exaggeration. But while he would be plowing his driveway while it's still snowing, he's like, buddy. I get that you're yeah. you know you're just going to have to plow it again anyways, and then when the big main city snowplow comes through, they pile up this right. big berm on yeah. the end of everybody's driveway, you're just going to have to get out there again. But he did. Yeah, it's, it's more work. He just would. let it accumulate. He did, okay. I guess. Now, that guy moved out, the guy ah. who was uh, anal about his driveway and his lawn and all that. He, he moved out, but okay. the guy across the street... I was watching yesterday, and his car was in the driveway, but he never washed it. I don't know if he thinks if he knows that I'm on to him or not. He doesn't have a sense of humor about that either. Oh, really? We, we saw him at a neighbor's get together, and I said to him, "I said, hey, so and so," he says, uh, "I said, you know, it was December. I remember it was just before Christmas. How much I remember was so it was like a neighborhood holiday gathering, and it was like 35 degrees this particular day." I says, "Man, for for just before Christmas, it's pretty warm. 35 degrees. You probably wash your car today, huh?" He didn't find that very funny. So <laughs> it sounds like a real fun time at a party. Okay, I mean, great people, love lovely people. <laughs> yeah. Grateful that they live across the street from us. Love their family, but I, I, I don't know. To each their own. I don't want. I don't want to sound critical. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of ambition. I don't. I just don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't have that kind well, of ambition where I'm willing to pull my car in the driveway and wash it. Never thirty-five degrees.
4: Never say never, though. No. You could
3: change. Who I, knows? Tomorrow's I, a new day. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more than happy going through the uh, the local car wash. Yeah, that's same. For sure. Same. So, hey, uh, local news to get to in this first hour. And uh, don't worry, I have a buffet, and I do mean a buffet of sound bites. Oh, yes, you for do. The, for the second hour. <laughs> I, I don't my... know if we'll get to all of them. I'll try. I got my work cut out for me today, no doubt. But uh, we are going to talk uh, the clown car that is the Democrat candidates for president in the second hour. And again, I've got a buffet of sound bites, most of which are from Wednesday's debate. Oh, man, that was must see TV. That was entertaining, let me tell you. If this country wasn't on the verge of electing a socialist for president, I could probably laugh more uproariously, but you have to find a little levity in it. And, yeah, we got a little bit. But I do want to get to some local stuff, and Mitch probably brought this up on his show yesterday because he for, he consistently has been calling out these gun grabber groups for years. Uh and this has to do with the organization Protect Minnesota, and I put pr- protect in scare quotes. You know, they're a gun-grabbing organization. They like to wear their dreamsicle T-shirts or dreamsicle color T-shirts whenever they hold a rally or a protest. Funny how they never go where the gun violence is, by the way. We've had, we have had uh, Reverend Christopher and, and Louis Denard, two prominent uh, Second Amendment advocates, on our broadcast last week. And, uh, yeah, they don't see much of those... Uh, uh, gun grabber uh, representatives unless there's a high-profile shooting and they want to appear uh, in a photo op at the uh, attorney uh, at the Hennepin County Attorney's uh, press conference so that's neither here nor there but Nancy nord who was the head of the oh, I'm sorry the Reverend Nancy nord was the head of Protect Minnesota she is an ELCA uh, pastor and she decided to step down from her post. And I'll read, she made the announcement through her Twitter feed, a long Twitter thread. So I'll read it word for word here. Uh, Dear friends, after four challenging but wonderful years, I have resigned as executive director of Protect Minnesota. When I began my tenure in 2016, Protect Minnesota was in decline. The Protect Minnesota Advocacy Fund was dormant, and the Protect Minnesota Political Action Fund was just a dream. Now, thanks to your support and that of so many others, all three Protect Minnesota entities are strong and growing stronger. Working together, we have changed the narrative about gun violence in Minnesota, built a robust statewide coalition invested in the communities of color most impacted by gun violence, helped flip the House by electing 53 Orange Star candidates in 2018, and made excuse me, exciting gains in the legislature. With engaged and committed board leadership and fabulous staff, dedicated donors, and our powerful Orange Corps of Volunteers, I am confident that Protect Minnesota will continue to make great strides towards substantive gun reform in our state. I'm choosing to step down now because nothing is more important for the future of gun violence prevention and all that is good than electing Democrats in November. Since Protect Minnesota is (laughs) nonpartisan... Oh, uh, got it. I thought I was going to able to be able to get through it without uh, getting conveying a snarky statement or cracking up. Just couldn't do it. So close. So close. Uh, <clears throat> since Protect Minnesota is nonpartisan, I have been appropriately limited in my campaign involvement. Now, I'm feeling called to devote my time and energy to painting Minnesota blue again and electing a Democrat as president. I have nothing lined up yet, just a uh, leading that it's time to be open to new opportunities. I cannot thank our boards of directors, members, funders, organizational partners, and Orange Star elected officials enough for accepting a pastor with little advocacy experience as a leader in the movement. This is the most meaningful work I've ever been a part of. I hope I've made a difference and helped save lives. Unarmed and unafraid, Reverend Nancy nord <sighs> lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. Well, first off, Again, Mitch probably talked about it in his program yesterday. I didn't get a chance to listen to all of Mitch's show, so I don't know if he did or not. But if he did, he undoubtedly conveyed a phrase that is most prolific in his blog, ShotInTheDark.info, when talking about Protect Minnesota. And that is the Reverend Nancy Nord-Benz and Protect Minnesota have never, not once, made a statement about guns, gun rights, gun laws, gun crime, gun crime stats, gun rights groups, or the history, construction, or meaning of the Second Amendment that is simultaneously substantial, original, and true. Uh, So keep that in mind as I, uh, again, I'll just address a few of her statements. First of all, uh, one statement she, right out of the chute, she talked about working together, we have changed the narrative about gun violence in Minnesota where changing the narrative means completely fabricating statistics and mangling context of gun laws. Okay? And why they put up a reverend with little advocacy experience? Call me cynical, but it's probably factual. If you put a reverend in somebody's name and she's ahead of your political action committee, that means wow, how could you dare uh besmirch the name of a woman of God? You know, you challenge her narratives, but the way the left looks at it, it means challenging that person personally or personally attacking that individual. And it's not. If you put out factually incorrect statements, those are going to be challenged. I'm not big on personal attacks. I want to stick to the substance of the argument. And that's why these gun grabber organizations know that they're short on facts, so therefore they delve into intersectionality politics. Um, So basically is change a narrative a euphemism for lied yeah you could make that case uh here here's one phrase that really stands out to me we invested in the communities of color most impacted by gun violence and let me tell you something that got reverend christopher's dander up when he spoke last month before the senate judiciary committee up in hibbing because the this group has the audacity to rent office space in north minneapolis which is fine that's fair game but never have a staff person there never Reverend Christopher is in North Minneapolis walking the streets every day as part of his work as part of his advocacy and he has never seen a live person in the office space they rent in North Minneapolis yet that's your investment in communities of color most impacted by violence renting office space and putting up a protect Minnesota sign and then you can say "Wow, well, look at that we got a presence in this community never Whenever these people have held a protest with their Dream Sickle-colored T-shirts, it's been in the Mill City area of Minneapolis. Or there, there was one time they had a big protest in the park here in Egan. Or or another one in Edina. Because Egan and Edina are really such gun violence havens, aren't they? So there's a tip there. They aren't going where the violence is. But again, as Reverend Christopher, God bless him, he called them out for it. He said, you know what? The only time we see you people show up is when you want a photo op behind Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman, when he talks about the latest high-profile uh, gun violence death, then you say, well, look at this. We we have a presence here. Okay? Um, again, I would say that showing up at a press conference just to get a photo op, that's more exploitation and opportunism than an investment. Uh, here's another statement of hers. We helped flip the House by electing 53 Orange Star candidates in 2018. Now, these are legislators who they endorsed. And um, this would imply that Minnesota voters' top concern in 2018 was gun violence. That's just not true. It was health care. Okay, you can argue whether the healthcare, it was wise to elect Democrats if health care is your biggest issue because Minsure was their baby anyways, and it's been a complete disaster for Minnesota. Right? But this idea that uh you flip the house just because of your endorsements of these anti gun people, that's not true. It that was not the top issue in twenty eighteen. It just wasn't. So that's fabrication. But here here's here's probably one of my favorites. I'm choosing to step down now because nothing is more important for the future of gun violence prevention and all that is good than electing Democrats in November, since Protect Minnesota is nonpartisan. <laughs> Oh, that line always gets me. I have been appropriately limited in my campaign involvement. Here's the thing. There were two prominent gun control House Republicans in 2018 seeking reelection to their respective seats. There was Keith Franke in St. Paul Park and Dario Anselmo out of Edina. Who do you think got the endorsements in those races? The Democrats. The Democrat opponents. Ann Claflin was Keith Franke's opponent and Heather Edelson was Dario Anselmo's opponent. And both of those received the Protect Minnesota endorsement. So, with all due respect, Reverend Benz, nonpartisan, my took us. And then this final one, unarmed, as she, where she signs off with the salutation, unarmed and unafraid. And do you remember when Reverend Christopher protested before the House Judiciary Committee last year? It was, last, it was March of 2019. He called him out. He says, I see people right now walking around here, this committee with, uh, with a T-shirt says, unarmed, unafraid. He says, you know what? You're unafraid, huh? Why don't you come to my church, my parking lot of my church on a Sunday and protect us when we have to escort women and children to their cars because of the gun battles that are taking place. Come and protect us then. Think any of them took him up on it? That's a rhetorical question. Of course not. So, again, this is, you know, for those, uh, uh, for those in the second amendment, uh, who are second amendment advocates rejoicing over Nancy Nord Benz, uh, stepping down, let's face it, they're just going to get someone who's as big a demagogue and as fanatical on undermining people's civil liberties as the Reverend Benz was. So this is really nothing to rejoice over. But, um, if you go to Mitch's, uh, blog, shot in the info, he had a few things to say about this as well. And, uh. He wasn't nearly as nice as I was. And, and and I understand that because Mitch has had a lot of skin in the game for, for a long, long time on this particular issue, okay? Just over the past couple, three years, have I really gotten to be a big advocate for Second Amendment, and I understand what these folks are going through and how they are some of the most educated, organized, and civil individuals you will ever find and are ha- constantly having their character besmirched by elected officials and these gun grabber political action committees, yet they continue on with the eternal vigilance, so uh, good riddance, Reverend Benz. but again, we're going to probably get someone just as fanatical, if not more so, to head up, quote unquote protect Minnesota 651-289-4488 is the number to call, you can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag NARNshow, hashtag NARNshow Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast Go Nowhere we got
7: Have you heard about ImplantMiracle.com? It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 per tooth. Why is that such a big deal? Because when many other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth, our price, as low as $2,499 per tooth, is a great, great deal. Plus, at ImplantMiracle.com, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free. And if you don't have all of the money on hand right now, come in to see us anyway. Because in most cases, we can provide very easy, very convenient payment options to fit your budget. So please, please do not overpay for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, where dental implants are affordable. You're going to love the way they look and feel in your mouth. For more information, please see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot.
2: It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand With Israel Tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. On the Stand With Israel Tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Join Dr. Gorka
0: on the Stand with Israel tour. That's am1280thepatriot.com.
3: Smoked chicken pulled and tender, sauce to delight, 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackshackBarbecue.com. Get
4: that
0: Rackshack attack. Rackshack yeah.
3: Welcome back, M1280 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Practice. And it's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh invite Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Hashtag NARNShow with any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, the Minnesota Senate uh, Republican Caucus put out a press release uh, this past week. Matter of fact, on Friday, announcing their plan for the budget surplus. If you ha- heard the latest uh, uh budget uh, forecast i believe took place late last year indicated that there would be a little over a billion dollars uh, surplus in terms of projected revenues over budget uh and again we've had uh the past several forecast days we've seemed to have had a budget surplus and, of course, you get the DFLers that rejoice over this. Hey, this is good news. That means we have more money to spend on more of our pet programs. And guess what? Next budget cycle, we can have an even a bigger budget number ahead of uh, the regular uh, standard percent growth that we have, uh, biennium over biennium for the for the budget. And they never stop to, to think, you know, taking more money than is required from Minnesotans, shouldn't be a cause for celebration. This isn't something that should be considered good news. Yeah, we, you know it's good we don't have a monumental deficit. I'll, I'll give you that. But this idea that government takes way more money than they should it is not a good thing. And so, of course, the Senate-Republican caucus came out with their plan. I'll read from their statement. It's a multifaceted plan to return Minnesota's budget surplus to taxpayers. The Senate-Republican tax plan emphasizes putting money back in pockets of families and individuals, particularly middle-income and low-income earners, so they have more security, freedom, and flexibility to chase their dreams. This is the marquee piece of the Senate Republicans' Vision 2020 Agenda, which was unveiled in January. The Get Your Billion Back plan uh, is built upon a massive package of tax cuts worth more than $1 billion, which will ease the burden for every single Minnesota taxpayer. The plan calls for reducing the bottom income tax rate, completely eliminating taxes on Social Security income, expanding the K-12 income tax credit, and more. There is no reason the Minnesotans shouldn't see this uh, billion back in their pockets, said Senator Michelle Benson, chair of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. Section 179 conformity is critical support for farmers and Main Street businesses. Lowering the bottom tax bracket helps every working family in the state. We want this surplus to return to citizens rather than continue uh, to build bureaucracy. And some of the things they're talking about: reducing the lowest rate, expanding the K twelve education tax credit, eliminating the tax on Social Security income. Uh, that's and as they as they point out here as well, that is long overdue. I mean, Minnesota is one of thirteen states that taxes Social Security income. I mean, come on. And and I think they also. Uh, tax military benefits too unless that's gone away recently i'm not 100 sure so maybe don't quote me on that so this is all a lot of common sense plan again you can go to Minnesota or mn senate republicans.com for all of the details and the specifics of this plan so this is a very common sense plan which tells you that democrats and the governor's office are going to oppose it and uh, patricia torres ray she is a state senator representing senate district 33 I right out of uh I'm not sure Senate District 63 where specifically that is. I think that's Minneapolis. Not 100% sure. Doesn't really matter. Uh but it is one of the more urban uh, far left progressive districts. And she linked to the Star Tribune uh story that talked about how uh the uh talking about the Senate Republicans plan to turn the surplus into tax cuts whereas the Democrats would rather build cash reserves. And invest in education and childcare. So, of course, they're already framing it as look at this Republicans, they want to take money away from, from uh, the poor and the children. You know, that's always how they're going to frame the argument. And Senator Torres ray says, remember how the Ventura check turned your life around? It's being proposed again. You know, kind of a little sarcasm there because you remember when Governor Ventura was elected back in 1998, he ran on giving the surplus back, and he did. And a friend of mine replied to this, how how supremely arrogant is that, that the you, you're you going to disparage the idea that giving people's money back to them is a bad thing because it isn't life-changing. So unless they took way more than they initially were projected, then giving it back to you just isn't, ah, it just isn't worth it, okay? That's kind of like the Nancy Pelosi crumbs line, you know, uh... Basically, her "let them eat cake" line. Remember when the tax cuts and job act, Ch- Cat tax cuts and jobs act at the federal level was passed? It was talking about saving the middle class hundreds of dollars in taxes. And Nancy Pelosi referred to it as crumbs. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, giving back somebody's money, okay, that's hundreds of dollars, is it life changing? No, but it doesn't make an impact. Absolutely, it does. So this is just the the classic uh condescension from the left and this idea that if it isn't life-changing well yeah it's your money but it's not life-changing and we've got better things to 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 spend it on you know why why are you against the why are you against the the children and uh, and and uh more and better education and a rainy day fund all that sort of thing so obviously there's going to be quibbling over how to handle the surplus and again the republicans have the majority in the senate they're in a significant minority in the house and obviously the the governor's office. So this is something that they've been running into uh the last several years whenever there's been a, a a budget surplus. So uh you know, that's one of the many issues that they're haggling over and as I talked about last week, this is going to be the opportunity for all 201 legislators to tighten up their message for their re-election campaigns. At least not all not every single solitary Legislator is running for re-election, but the majority of them obviously are, and this is their opportunity to tighten up the message. And what's going to resonate more with uh, with the um, with what you call with the Minnesotans, with the voters? Okay, and if you remember, the minority, the DFL minority, in I believe it was twenty fifteen. Yeah, the Republicans got the um, house back in twenty fifteen, I believe it was, or twenty fourteen. So during the 2015 session, the House, the Democrats who were in the minority in the House were talking about a give-it-back program. Huh. So I think they know which message uh, plays better with voters when they want to get a majority back. But when they're in the majority, they're all for spending more of our money. So uh, John from Minneapolis is on line one. Uh, John, we're out of time this segment, but if there's any way you could possibly hold during the break, I promise I'll take your phone call first thing when we come back. And if any other listeners would like to call in, feel free, 651- 289-4488, 289-4488, that's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the, in this hour. Go nowhere.
8: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course,
0: Now you
7: can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines.
5: 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091.
3: Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use now hashtag NarnShow. Hashtag show. NARNShow. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. and appreciate a uh, friend of the show, Senator David Osmek. For clarifying, yes, Senate District 63 is in Minneapolis. I knew it was one of the more urban, uh, progressive districts. Any district in the sixties typically is right within the mini, right in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So appreciate Senator Osmack as always for listening and uh, for contributing to the show. Uh, is John still with us? Uh, no, young. Okay, sorry about that, John. I uh, was hoping you could hang on through the break, but uh, that's okay. I understand. Uh, we've got it's one of those uh, horrible hard breaks that we absolutely have to take at one thirty. So, uh, such is the hazards of the job, that is for sure. Uh, we do want to uh, wait. Yesterday was a uh, prominent anniversary. You probably heard a little bit about it. It was the fortieth anniversary of the uh, U.S. Olympic hockey team defeating the mighty Russians in the 1980 Winter Olympics. It was the semifinal rounds of the Winter Olympics were taking place in Lake Placid, New York uh, that particular year. And again, it, it was obviously being that it was 40 years ago it was very early in the 1980s. And obviously the decade of the 1980s uh, brought in Ronald Ray, the Reagan landslide and uh, Reaganomics of the 1980s, which uh, we come to later find out was a, was a big time boon for this country and, Uh, renewed optimism in America, and many will talk about that it started with that victory over the Russians. And if Jason, if we have that uh, audio clip, uh, of course, the most famous sound from that is uh, Al Michaels. And Al Michaels has been a broadcaster for decades. And I would dare say that of all of the incredible sporting events that he's witnessed, in fact, uh, just this is just kind of an aside. Al Michaels has said he has never once been in a venue that was louder or more electric than the 1987 World Series at the Metrodome because he ABC broadcasts that World Series. So just an aside. So that's kind of a that's kind of a notch in the uh, in the belt for Minnesotans here because we Minnesotans are needy and insecure and we need these compliments, you know? all <laughs> that. But <coughs> I digress. So uh, this was the final minute of action. The U.S. hockey team going into the Olympics was a formidable team, but they were going up against the Russians, the United Soviet Socialist Republic. Okay, these were robots. All right, if you held them under 10 goals, that was a moral victory. Seriously, it was. And Herb Brooks took a lot of these kids, a lot of them fresh out of college, basically fresh out of college, some maybe still playing college hockey, and formed this team that went into the semifinals. They were behind 3-2 to going into the third period. They were hanging tough. They tied the game, and then Mike Eruzioni, with about four or five minutes to go, scored the go-ahead goal. And Eruzioni has talked about this. He says, we took the lead. I looked up at the clock, and there was about five minutes to go. I'm like, okay, okay, I think we got this. Five minutes to go, five minutes ago. go, we're skating around. We went through a brutal shift, and... Oh, boy, we just barely got by. We, they, they almost tied the game. And I look up at the clock, and it's 4.59. He says, time just would not. It felt like it was standing still. And finally, we get down to the final minute. Here's Al Michaels counting down the final minute of the U.S. Olympic hockey team's epic victory over Russia.
2: It to now Petrov off control. Back to Palomar. Skating in on the left side
3: into the American end,
0: 55 seconds but Mikhailov has the puck, Mikhailov sweeping in, out in front, Backhander goes wide, and the was close. a piece of it, Mikhailov back out to 43 seconds remaining
3: Morrow checked into the boards, it comes back to center ice 38, 37 seconds left in the game, Petrov with it, the Americans on top, 4-3, to long shot Craig able to get a piece of it to sweep it away, 28 seconds the crowd going insane. Carloman. Shooting it into the American end again. Morrow is back there. Now Johnson. 19 seconds. Johnson over to Ramsey. The gets checked by Ramsey. McClanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. That's when you, right here. Never gets old, literally. Literally, never gets old. Forty years later, not never gets old. So St. Paul's own Herb Brooks uh, was the coach of this team put together. And again, this was February twenty second, nineteen eighty. So forty years ago yesterday, and then forty years ago tomorrow, the U.S. completed this incredible dream Olympic run by defeating the uh, Finland four to two, and. What's amazing to me, I mean, defeating the Russians was just unbelievable. It was a miracle. Yeah, it absolutely was a miracle. That's an apt description. But to somehow be able to gather yourself and realize, hey, we still got another game to play. This is not for the gold medal. This is an epic upset. That's true. And But if you don't win the next game, this will be, yeah, it'll be a nice footnote in history, but it won't mean as much, this win over the Russians. And so they had to – they got off to a lackluster start against Finland the next game, and I guess uh, someone has told the story that Herb Brooks had said to the team, if you lose this game, you'll have to take this to your graves, your bleeping graves, I believe he said. (laughs) Okay? And they were able to gather themselves, and they ended up beating Finland four to two. And I was ten and a half years old uh, back at that time. I was in fifth grade, and – You know, I was was apolitical. I was a kid. I wasn't that much into politics, you know. But I knew that there was angst amongst the country, that morale was low. That much I could gather, all right, because you got to remember just a few months earlier, the Americans were taken hostage in the American embassy in Tehran, Iran, all right, and that standoff lasted for 444 days. And so this was just a few months into it. Uh, There was double-digit inflation. The economy was in the crapper. I remember vividly where it was hit or miss whether you could get gasoline on a given day. Seriously, I remember my mother driving to the gas station and the pumps being roped off saying, nope, sorry, we're not allowed to sell gas today. Or gas line miles. I remember that. I remember that. And again, I was a kid, you know, my mom didn't give off this sense of fear or panic or anything. She may have done so privately, but she never did in front of us kids. And we just shrugged and say, okay, this stinks, it's an inconvenience. But, you know, it's not like we were, you know, across the country travelers or anything like that. We just, okay, we'll just go back home and hang out. But this undeniably uh, lifted morale in this country at a time was desperately needed. Okay, and some will say, "Well, it's sports." Yeah, but it's international competition. It's the Olympics, where politics and sports intersect. So to say it's just sports wasn't accurate. And then I remember vividly after the Olympic team, they got their gold medal. I believe it was Mikey Ruzioni who was the captain of the team. He stood on the podium. You know, obviously the the middle podium that's highest up where the gold medal winner stands. He got his gold medal and after he got it, it's like, come on, come on, come on, says the rest of his teammates, and they all jump up there, and, and you could see all the, the camera panned to all their fingers just doing number one and USA, USA resonating. It 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 brought tears to my eyes as a kid, and I don't even know why. I was a kid. Why, why, why am I tearing up over this? When you're a kid and you're crying, it's because you skinned your knee, right? But here, I felt genuine emotion that something awesome was happening, and listening to that now, I literally got goosebumps listening to that again. It it never gets old, and I. It wasn't broadcast live on television back then because it was like during the afternoon. And I, when I first heard about it, Mark Rosen, legendary sports anchor with Channel Four, retired last year. He was with them for fifty years, but an, he called in on the phone, and they had him. They had him on live via telephone because you didn't have the quick technology where you could set up a satellite or even do you know like FaceTime, like you could now. So he was calling in, and you could hear the jubilation in the crowd. He he had to yell into the phone about what had just happened. This is the most unbelievable thing. I, I had the best seat in the house. Dah, dah, dah. This was incredible. This is the most miraculous thing I've ever seen in my time in sports. And and Ro, Mark Rosen at the time wasn't even 30 years old. He was just a young pop. Al Michaels was only 35. Yeah, right. And so uh, is he mid-70s? Oh, I guess oh, yeah, 70, right. he's 75, yep. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, what an incredible moment. And I remember it uh, vividly. And, and, of course, they made a movie out of it, the movie Miracle, where uh, Kurt Russell did an incredible uh, – or Herb Brooks. It was, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I saw the TV movie a couple of years after that. Carl Malden as Herb Brooks was a stretch. I'll Interesting. Guess, yeah, I didn't – to this day, I don't understand that typecasting because Carl Malden, I think, was like 20, 30 years older than Herb Brooks. So that I didn't get. But regardless, uh, we felt a lot of pride, particularly here in Minnesota, because Herb Brooks was one of us. He's from St. Paul, and obviously a lot of the kids, you know, play ended up playing college hockey at the U or from, played their high school hockey in Minnesota. And, you know, well, this is the state of hockey, Minnesota, right? So what, what, what an incredible moment. Again, the 40th anniversary of the United States defeating the Russians. Uh, the 40th anniversary was yesterday. And I remember – we, my family, we went to visit relatives in the Christmas of 1979. We went to visit relatives in Colorado Springs, and our uncle got us tickets to see the U.S. hockey team play the Russians. And so when this ha- first happened, I'm like, well, I saw the U.S. hockey team beat the Russians Christmas time. You know, why is this such a big deal? No, 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 Brad, you don't understand. That was like the second or third tier Russian team. Not the same team. And, they, and then I started to get an idea. It's like, Wow, this was an this was quite an upset. Okay, now I understand all the jubilation, and I just remember how it uplifted the country. And then, of course, nine months later, Ronald Reagan was elected president. And then a couple of months after that, you know, just before uh, he was inaugurated, their hostages were released from Iran. And then we had Reagan give his, you know, uh, America's still that shining city on the hill. Uh, you know, it's a new, it's morning in America. You know, the optimism reigned, and it just, and you could argue it all started literally two months into the decade with the United States defeating the Soviet Union 4-3 to in the semifinals of the 1980 Winter Olympics. Of course, the U.S. went on to win the gold medal two days later against Finland. What a moment. What a moment. I can, can never get tired of it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. When
0: dreaming, gotta do it all. AM 1280, The Patriot.
9: When we lost Dad this past year, it was really hard. Then we found out Minnesota was taking 13% of the inheritance he left behind. Even though Dad paid his taxes his entire life, that's just not fair. Not to mention, independent studies have shown the death tax drives so many people away, it actually loses the state money. It's time to end the unfair death tax now.
7: To learn more, visit axthetaxmn.com. Brought to you by the Center of the American Experiment.
9: Vein Clinics of America wants to know when's the last time you felt comfortable in your own skin?
8: Are you kidding me? I haven't worn shorts in years.
0: Every summer I'm the only guy on the beach wearing long pants.
9: Wearing slacks to hide my compression hose sure doesn't make me feel any younger. Listen, you're not alone. Many men and women are embarrassed about their bulging varicose and spider veins. Not to mention the pain and how uncomfortable they make you feel.
8: I would get home from work
9: and my legs were swollen and throbbing. Why deal with this any longer? Let Vein Clinics of America help you discover healthy better-looking legs. For over 35 years, Vein Clinics of America has been the leading expert in the minimally invasive treatment of vein disease. Imagine wearing a swimsuit or shorts with confidence and getting back to normal activities. It's time to feel comfortable in your own skin again. VCA accepts most major insurance plans. Call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-549-2277. 800-549-2277. That's 800-549-2277.
5: When you want the best educational opportunities for your child in a healthy Christian environment, turn to Legacy Christian Academy in Andover, a pre-K through 12th grade school whose mission is to equip the mind and disciple the heart of each student for Christ-like living. If you're looking for a school that is both Christ-centered and academically excellent, then Legacy Christian Academy is the school to check out. Known for its small class sizes and relational emphasis, your child will discover God-given strengths while engaging in hands-on learning. Come see our brand-new 33,000-square-foot edition that offers incredible opportunities, including an innovation center, business and entrepreneurial program, plus improvements to our band, choir, drama, and athletic programs. Whether your child is just entering school or is ready for a change, come see why we were voted Best Private School and Preschool for six years. Call 763-316-6250 or visit lcamn.org. That's lcamn.org.
3: Sorry, I'm sending out a tweet here. This dang show gets in the way of my social media activity. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. am 1280 the Patriots, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. And feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, for any comments or questions. And if you haven't liked us on Facebook as yet, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give our page a follow and or like. And as always, we appreciate your support. Uh, I was rather uh, dispirited and downright shocked to hear the news about a uh, certain member of Minnesota's congressional delegation. This is from a Star Tribune story this past week. Uh, Republican U.S. Representative Jim Hagedorn announced Wednesday that he's been tr- he's being treated for stage four kidney cancer. The 57-year-old congressman, who represents Southern Minnesota's first district, said he received the diagnosis in February of 2019 and has been undergoing immuno- immunotherapy at Rochester's Mayo Clinic over the past year. The diagnosis will not affect his reelection campaign, he said. Hagedorn faces a tough re-election fight against Democrat Dan Feehan, whom he narrowly defeated by about 1,300 votes in 2018. This disease has not and will not deter me, Hagedorn said in a statement. Exactly two months after marrying my wife and just six weeks into my job as the first district's congressman, I was given unexpected and rather shocking news. Just like millions of other Americans, I was told by my doctor, you have cancer. After prayers and long talks with those closest to me, I was determined to fight it like hell. Agadorn is married to Jennifer Carnahan, the chairwoman of Minnesota's Republican Party. She issued her own statement Wednesday, saying that the pa- although the past year hasn't been easy, we both remain committed to one another, our jobs, our state, and our country. Uh, <clears throat> really, uh, really tough news, obviously, to get when you know you're newly married and. You know, Representative Hagedorn was just about to assume his post in, in Congress. And then to get that kind of news, uh, just uh, utterly shocking. So prayers up for uh, Representative Hagedorn and his wife, uh, Jennifer Carnahan. I've been praying for them since I first read this news uh, last week. And as a matter of fact, I had them both on the show. They were both on at the same time uh, in mid-2018, I believe it was. In fact, I posted a picture at um they, when they appeared on the show, they were, uh, I don't I think they were just newly engaged or maybe, um, not quite engaged. I don't recall, but Representative Hagedorn came on to tout his candidacy. And, uh, I know Jennifer Carnahan came on to talk about, uh, uh the GOP and their strategy for, uh, the 2018 election cycle, which <laughs> sadly did not go well, uh, for Republicans. But, uh, obviously, given what they're facing together, this, um, it's, it's truly a, uh, Truly really an uphill battle, but what I've come to learn about any, uh, anybody battling cancer, whether it's the individual who has cancer and the family members who are closest to them, half the battle is maintaining the proper mindset and attitude when going about this because there are going to be some tough days. Thankfully, I've not been through this uh, disease, but I've been close to plenty of people who have. And the one thing I've been able to glean from those who make it is they fight well, like Representative Hagedorn says, fight like hell. There's going to be some rough days, there's going to be down times, and there's going to be times where you may, you know, miss some work. Whereas Representative Hagedorn has taken pride in the fact that he hasn't missed a vote and he hasn't let this illness deter him. And that's really, uh, that's really half the battle. Was that a complaint, by the way?
4: No, as our friend Vincent. He just has a lot to say about the Democratic debate, and he'll be calling next hour.
3: Okay, well. I hope Vincent's ready because he's there's going to be a buffet of sound bites. So I told him wall to wall coverage. He's going to get plenty to chew on, that's for sure. So appreciate that, Vincent, if you're able to call that that uh, perfectly fine. I apologize to our callers, by the way. We've had a couple callers this no, hour. We're 0 for three, and I, and it's like <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to get to that call just a second. I look up and they're gone. So, uh, you know, John from Minneapolis, Mark from St. Louis Park. I apologize if if there's any way that uh, you can call back, please do. But just know that in the two o'clock hour, it's going to be wall to wall. Uh, Democrat presidential <laughs> candidate talk. So it'll be fun. That, I'm looking forward to that. That is that is for sure. So uh, anyways, uh, talking about uh, Representative Hagedorn, again, he and his wife seem to have the proper mindset of moving forward. And that really is half the battle is being able to weather the storm because there's going to be some down days. There's going to be days where you wonder, is it worth going through all this? And from what we've been able to gather Representative Hagedorn not missing any votes, uh, continuing to do his job, represent his district. I mean, did anyone even really know outside the close-knit family that this was going on? I mean, this was literally I first heard of it. And then all of a sudden I'm reading the story. I'm like, wait a minute. He was diagnosed with this a year ago? That's amazing. And so, you know, kudos to, to you know, Representative Hagedorn for being an inspiration for continuing to not only fight this illness, but not let it. Affect his day to day life as much as it possibly could, and like I was talking about, I've been close to people who have dealt with this, and people who have ultimately beaten it. Pretty much, a hundred percent of them have had the mindset like, "Yeah, I knew I was going to beat this. It wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty. And yeah, there are days where maybe you felt like giving up, but you know what? I never expressed it publicly. I never, I never let those words have any life, you know, because I was gonna, I was gonna take it on. So, uh, kudos." Uh, to Representative Hagedorn. And again, that was a key flip um, this last election cycle because ever since Tim Walls won that district in 2006, he never lost another race by less than five points until 2016 where he lost by less – or when Tim Walls defeated Rep, uh, Jim Hagedorn by less than a point in 2016. I often wonder about that, by the way. This may be kind of an aside, but because we're talking about Jim Hagedorn, it had – Hagedorn overtaken Walls in 2016? Would Walls have tried to run for governor? Then in 2018, and would he have won? Would he have been tarnished by that loss? No way to know now, but it's something I I, I often wonder about. So, Anyhow, uh, again, been praying for uh, Jim Hagedorn and his wife Jennifer uh, every day since I found out this news, and not going to stop now, so hopefully they keep us updated on how treatments are progressing, and uh, in the meantime, we'll definitely uh, Keep prayers up for them. Again, we do have a minute to go. Uh, be sure to tune in this next hour, as Jason can attest to. He's got a buffet of sound bites from the Democratic debate uh, this past Wednesday. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Nevada caucus that took place yesterday. Bernie Sanders, the overwhelming winner at the Nevada caucus. Although, if you listen to SRN News at the top of the hour, Pete Buttigieg's campaign is apparently calling into question some of the results. So it's been a banner uh election cycle thus far for the democrats the iowa caucus was a complete uh i can't say what i wanted to say bleep show hot garbage okay uh new hampshire went off seemingly went off without a hitch because it was a primary just go and cast a vote and then the nevada caucuses it appears bernie won handily but again the buddha judge campaign is calling into question some of the results so not exactly a auspicious beginning to the election cycle for the Democrats, that's for sure. But we'll wait to pile on the Democrats the next hour because hour number one is in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments right here. AM am 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few.
1: Closing time Open all the doors And let you out Into the world Closing time. Turn all of
0: the lights. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com.
2: We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older... and they discounted it to only 19.95 approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more let's see if we can get you out of pain too go to relieffactor.com relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384
1: Hi, this is Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap, trading at less than $3 a share. Now, it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of the stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out why the secret $3 stock can help you retire, simply go to onestockretirement.com. That's onestockretirement.com dot com.
3: It smoked for 14 hours. We know you're going to love that pulled pork. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackshackBBQ.com. Get that Rackshack attack.
6: RackshackBBQ. Ooh, 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 yeah. AM
0: 1280, the